So as we continue talking about friendship, the next couple of talks, we're just going to look at a few particular friendships from the Old Testament and the early church. And the first one I want to look at is Jonathan and David. So we'll be reading from um, the scripture and then just kind of pulling out a few things on friendship from there. But first, I just want to give you a little setup. So who are these people? Who are Jonathan and David? Jonathan is the son of Saul, who's the Lord's anointed, the first king of Israel. And David um, is a shepherd, the son of Jesse, um, who defeats Goliath and the Philistines, and who eventually will become the king of Israel and Judah. And so leading up to the scripture that I'm going to read here from um, 1 Samuel 18, Jonathan, excuse me, David has just been introduced to Saul as a sort of military hero and has entered into the, the king's home. So um, the scripture says, When he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. And Saul took him that day and would not let him return to his father's house. Then Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was upon him and gave it to David and his armor and even his sword and his bow and his girdle. So that's just a little part of the scripture, but I want to pull out a few things about friendship there. So I think one thing that we see um, is this initial connection and recognition of the other. So the scripture says the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Um, and I think this is kind of like when you meet a person um, and you kind of just know we're going to be friends, right? Whether it's it's something, you know, about their personality or just kind of who they are, you just kind of know there's this sort of initial um, connection, this initial uh, attraction to one another. Like this person's soul is like my soul. Um, we have sort of the same heart, the same core, the same center of our being, right? Um, and in the scripture says their souls were knit together, which is a very beautiful image to sit and pray with as we think about our own friends. So there's this initial sort of connection recognition between the two of them. Um, but more than that, that, that leads to a covenant. It leads to a commitment, a, a sort of formalizing of a relationship. And this is maybe kind of weird for us. The scripture says, Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as his own soul. Um, so a covenant is like a, a establishing a relationship. And really, you know, we talk more about a covenant in regards to marriage, right? So we might think of a covenant between the spouses, a covenant between God and the spouses. Um, and we don't always think about that with friendship. Um, but I think that's something really beautiful here that Jonathan and David sort of make promises to one another. They sort of pledge loyalty to one another, right? I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to care for you as a friend. And so I'm not necessarily suggesting that we need to have these sort of formal covenants with one another, with our friends. Um, but I do think it, it is important to show in our words and in our actions um, that we're committed to one another, that we care for one another, right? Even just saying, you know, to a friend, I want to be there for you. I want to, I want to um, be committed to you as a friend, not just because we're roommates or because of whatever else, you know, because we're in class together. But no, I want to be committed to you as a friend. I want to be there for you. So there's an initial connection, initial recognition, and there's a commitment, a relationship that's established. What comes out of that is two things, which are really one thing, but love and sacrifice. So now there's this relationship between um, David and Saul, excuse me, David and Jonathan. And that's going to require risk and sacrifice as a proof of love. So what happens later in the scripture is um, David becomes an even greater um, military hero. 
so he goes away to, to slay the Philistines, and as he comes back uh, to the town, the women sing, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands. And this causes Saul, the king, to be very angry. The scripture says, This saying displeased him. He said, They have ascribed to David ten thousands, and to me they have ascribed thousands. And what more can he have but the kingdom? And Saul eyed David from that day on. So there becomes a sort of rivalry, mostly on the part of Saul, um, against David. A sort of jealousy, right? He doesn't want the people to think more highly of David than they do of him. And he doesn't want him to sort of threaten his, um, his rule. And so Saul eyed David from that day on. And that eyeing of David um, turns even darker to the desire to kill, to the desire um, to get rid of David. And so this is going to put Jonathan in a really difficult sort of place, right, between his father and his friend. And Saul speaks to Jonathan and tells him and his servants that they should kill David. And so Jonathan acts out of love for David, and he defends David, and he tells David that his father has this desire. And he tries to convince his father not to do this. This is a really um, difficult place to be, right, a really difficult sacrifice. It requires a lot of Jonathan to stand, um, you know, to put relationships against one another, right? Do I obey my father? Do I um, show loyalty to my friend? Right? But this commitment, this covenant he has with Jonathan sparks him toward that commitment. And, and also because he loves him. He cares for him. He doesn't want him to be killed. Um, he sees what his father's desire is as something that's not just, that's not right, that's not pleasing to the Lord. And so he stands um, on behalf of David. And that requires a great sacrifice. And so for us in our friendships, I think it's good to think about what sacrifices are required or what sacrifices do I make for my friends? Sometimes, you know, it might be something as serious as someone's life and their death. But oftentimes it, it's smaller things, right? You know, taking someone to the airport early in the morning. It might feel like death, you know. It might be a really hard sacrifice, you know, giving up your time, giving up your sleep. But it's, it's a great proof of love. It's a, it's a way we show our love to one another. And we know this. We know that sacrifice and love are deeply connected, right? And Jesus tells us, as I think of um, his words in the Gospel of John, Christ says, Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. So it speaks to us of Christ's friendship for us that he gives his life for us and um, should inspire us and, and remind us that to be a friend is to give our life up for another, to give our life up for those whom we love. And it requires sacrifice and risk. And finally, just one other, one other point or proof of the love between um, Jonathan and, and David is at um, later in, in 2 Samuel, David learns of Jonathan's death in battle and he laments, he laments actually both Saul and Jonathan, who both have died. But where he speaks of Jonathan, the scripture says, David said, Jonathan lies slain upon thy high places. I am distressed for you, my brother, Jonathan. Very pleasant have you been to me. Your love to me was wonderful, passing the love of women. So we see that when this death, when the separation occurs, right, there's a great pain there. There's a great grief and a loss and a mourning for a brother, for someone um, whose bond is so deep. It's called a, it's a family bond, right? A brother, um, someone you love very much. And so when we have true friendships, um, we should know that it might hurt at some point. Uh, but that's, that's a, a way we see the love between people.
that there's a pain um, when the other suffers or when the other dies or when the other is just hurting in some way. There's a pain for us, right? The knitting together of souls might cause us pain. And so I think that's one reason why we often maybe don't go as deep with people as we desire, right? We all desire to be committed to one another. We all desire to have those sort of committed friendships. You know, it's it's painful to you when, when your friend and you kind of make these tentative plans like, oh yeah, maybe we'll hang out on Friday. Maybe we'll, you know, watch a movie or go out to eat or whatever. And and then on Friday night, you're sitting at home and you're kind of waiting for them to call you, right? Like that lack of commitment. We don't we don't actually like that. We don't like when people don't live up to their promises or don't do the things they say they're going to do uh, because it shows that maybe they don't care about us. Um, they're not willing to sacrifice for us. And so sacrifice and commitment, these are the things of, of friendship. These are really important and beautiful things. And I just encourage you to um, maybe go back and read um, more of this story of David and Jonathan, on which you can find in um, pretty much the second half of the book of 1 Samuel, sort of from 18 on. Um, you get a lot more interaction between, between David and Jonathan. So I encourage you to read that, to pray with it, um, and to think about your own friends and think about how you can sacrifice for them.